Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Julia Spare's Moving Markets podcast. It's Tuesday, the 12th of December, and my name is Helen Freer. On this morning's show, I'll be talking about the latest market news with Lucia Chachulovic. And I'm also joined this morning by Manuel Villegas. I'll be asking Manuel about what happened to Bitcoin yesterday and also looking back at digital assets this year. But let's start with a roundup of the latest market news. Good morning, Lucia. Good morning, Helen. So stocks in Europe and the US ended the day mostly in the green yesterday, but it seemed that traders were still more on the cautious side and refraining from big bets ahead of key economic data and, of course, the major central bank meetings this week. Yeah, that's right, Helen. So this afternoon, Swiss time, we will get a sense on whether or not the disinflation trend in the US is continuing when the consumer price index for November will be released. And then tomorrow, there is the last scheduled Federal Reserve decision of 2023, with officials widely expected to hold rates and announce their newest projections. The key question here is whether the Fed will try to temper policy easing expectations after investors' aggressive dovish repricing. And both of these announcements today and tomorrow will test the market's optimism on rate cuts in 2024. And speaking of inflation, only yesterday, the Federal Reserve Bank of New York released a survey that showed that U.S. consumers' near-term inflation expectations dropped in November to the lowest level since April 2021. This data point can often act as a leading indicator for actual inflation. And the pullback in inflation expectations was mainly influenced by shifting consumer forecasts for gasoline, rent and education prices. Okay, now overnight in Asia, shares mostly rose ahead of the US economic data. And I think traders were also waiting for decisions from Chinese policymakers who were meeting, right? Yeah, so there's currently the annual year-end conference in China that is addressing many familiar issues like how to support growth, confidence and the property market. The conference is expected to end today and it could well determine the medium-term growth path. So investors will be looking for any news after this meeting, especially with regards to stimulus measures and possible central bank actions. Okay, and Japan's Nikkei has now closed for the day, just slightly in positive territory. What's the latest news out of Japan? I know the yen saw a big drop yesterday. Yeah, so as you rightly said, the Japanese yen saw its biggest decline in more than a month yesterday, which was triggered by reports saying that the Bank of Japan officials see little need to rush to end negative interest rates this month. The country's producer prices released overnight showed that prices were decelerating in November to the slowest pace in almost three years. And this is actually supporting the Bank of Japan's view that inflationary pressure is moderating. Meanwhile, the yen has recovered from yesterday and is showing strength this morning. Before we leave Asia, we also have to talk about India quickly because the Nifty 50 has hit another record high. Yes, it did, Helen. And, you know, the index has set many new all-time highs this year. It is up around 16% year-to-date and is headed for its eighth straight year of gains. What I find particularly interesting is that the value of India's stock market overtook the value of Hong Kong's market, and it is now the seventh largest stock market in the world. Okay, interesting. Um, Now, in commodities, gold hit a three-week low in yesterday's session, but making the headlines this morning is actually copper. 
Yes, it is. So copper was expected to be in a surplus in the coming years. But now Bloomberg reports that the world's supply of copper appears tight as the mining industry is highlighting how vulnerable supply can be, whether due to political and social opposition, the difficulty of developing new operations or simply the day-to-day challenge of pulling rocks up. In the past two weeks, one of the world's biggest copper mines was ordered to close in the face of fierce public protests, while a slew of operational setbacks has forced one of the leading miners to slash its production forecasts. And it's also a major warning for the future, of course. Copper is an essential metal needed to decarbonize the global economy, which means mining companies will play a key role in facilitating the shift to green energy. So far, the price reaction to the supply disruptions has been muted, but any sign of demand recovery would hit a tight market. Okay, that's definitely something to keep an eye on then. Um, Also making headlines this morning is Google, which has lost an antitrust case against Epic Games. Yes, it did. A jury ruled Monday, so yesterday, that Google had violated antitrust laws to extract fees and limit competition from Epic Games and other developers on its Play mobile app store. The jury found that Epic, which is the maker of the hit game Fortnite, proved that Google had maintained a monopoly in the smartphone app store market and engaged in anti-competitive conduct that harmed the video game maker. This verdict is very interesting as it could rewrite the rules on how thousands of businesses make money on Google's smartphone operating system Android. Okay, thanks Lucia. And just before we move on, let's talk quickly about the day ahead. What can investors expect today? Sure. So first of all, futures in Europe and the US are mostly in the green and it really seems like the market wants to keep the year and rally going. In terms of economic data, all eyes will be on US inflation figures, as mentioned earlier, but we will also get the US hourly earnings for November and data on the US small business optimism. In Europe, key data will likely be the ZEW indicator of economic sentiment. Very good. Thanks, Lucia, for the great roundup this morning. Thank you, Helen. Now, Manuel, over to you. Good morning, firstly. Good morning, Helen. So we saw quite a fall in Bitcoin yesterday. It got down to close to $40,000. It has come back a bit so far today, but when I last looked, it was still a bit below 42000 What are your thoughts on this, Manuel? Why is this happening after it had been rallying so nicely? You know, so the price has doubled in in a matter of two months with very little pullbacks. And in my view, a correction is not surprising. And and what we have to recall is that the market depth is very shallow. There is not much liquidity and order books are fragile. So this works both ways. We see huge rallies and we will see steep declines. Uh, Volatility is right now increasing as well, but it, it is nothing unexpected, to be honest. We had around 400 million in liquidations of long positions. Okay. Um, And as this is the last time you'll speak on the podcast this year, perhaps looking back at the year overall, what do you think has been behind this year's crypto rally? Has it mainly been a story of investors anticipating the approval of the spot Bitcoin ETF? No. So I believe there is a confluence of positive fundamentals behind the rally. We have the US CTF saga, we have the long-term holder accumulation. We also have the speculation ahead of next year's halving. And most importantly, we have 
a growing conviction that the fastest and steepest U.S. monetary tightening cycle has come to a close. Bitcoin is crypto's risk-off assets. Crypto investors tend to favor the largest digital asset when global liquidity conditions deteriorate, as is evidenced by the shifts in Bitcoin's dominance relative to other crypto assets' market share. Nonetheless, crypto assets' behavior has been more in line with that of risk-on assets. And growing expectations of a rapid reversal in U.S. monetary policy has had as much of a fundamental influence on U.S. equity markets as it has on Bitcoin. A positive momentum in net U.S. liquidity tends to be accompanied by improved sentiment over crypto markets. There is no doubt that rising interest rates have burdened crypto assets, as the technological development of crypto has been highly contingent on private investors' capital. There is also no doubt that the attractive yields that lower-risk assets have been offering have heightened the opportunity costs towards riskier alternatives, as evidenced by the adoption of U.S. treasuries and the almost $6 trillion that we have now held in U.S. money market funds. So what about the next few months then? What should investors expect? So lately, the market has been positioning towards a more dovish U.S. Federal Reserve in 2024, which has sparked all sorts of speculation over risky assets. And looking ahead, the focus this week will be, as Lucia said before, on U.S. economic data, with the Consumer Price Index taking the center stage today, and the FOMC rate decisions coming out tomorrow. Following the recent shift in market expectations to a rapid reversal of U.S. monetary policy, large surprises seem rather unlikely in our view. While we share the view that U.S. interest rates have peaked, we believe that the market has priced in a lot of good news uh, as of late, which suggests that prices could enter into a consolidation phase before the focus shifts back to the looming launch of the spot ETFs in the U.S. Okay, thanks very much, Manuel, for the update. Thank you, Helen. And that is all for today. Thank you again to my guest this morning and thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and please also leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. And do join us again tomorrow when Bernadette Anderka will be your host and she'll be speaking to more of our colleagues about what is moving markets. Have a great day, everyone, and bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Für unsere deutschsprachigen Zuhörer. We would also like to make you aware of Marktanalysen und Gespräche, a monthly podcast in German, where Julius Baer experts discuss some of the latest market developments. We share our key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape in German. Search for Marktanalysen und Gespräche on your favorite podcast player.